What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the Boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street. This is another Roll Call episode, and we're excited. It's about Clint Frazier. All right, coming in at five foot eleven, weighing in at two hundred and twelve pounds. They need to update that because that boy looks thick in those pictures that he's been coming in at in that fire shirt. But hailing from Loganville, Georgia, former fifth overall pick, the ginger to our JMO, Clint <laughs> Frazier. I am excited oh, nice. about this one, and I thought that intro would do it justice. Well, this is action. this is my favorite player on the Yankees. I'll say it right out of the gates, and that's why I've been so hard on him about the Guardi situation. And I'll get that right out in the open before we get going. But before we do that, this episode is jo- I'm joined by Damon, Chandler, and Murph. As always, I am Luke. But the reason why I was so hard on Guardi is I just really do not. It's nothing about Guardi. It's fine. Like, whatever. He's Let him have another year. I just do not want it to compete with Clint's time. And I don't think. Uh, yeah, They said it won't. They gave him the job. They confirmed that it's not going to be Guardy competing with Clint for left. Guardy's going to get spot starts everywhere else, wherever. I don't believe that. I don't believe one bit. No. I, and I just have a, I have a PSA to all of the Yankees Twitter army. We don't hate Brett Gardner. Anybody that doesn't want Brett Gardner back, that doesn't mean we fucking hate Brett Gardner. I love Brett Gardner. One of the best Yankees of my lifetime that I've gotten the opportunity to watch. I don't hate Brett Gardner. I'm just, like Luke said, I'm scared of him taking away time from a more deserving Clint at this point in their careers. That's I'm, it. I don't I'm hate the guy, like, so stop. The Guardy signing was good for Clint Frazier. That's my hot take, and I will explain to you How? why. <clears throat> I, will I explain strongly why. disagree, but please go ahead. Booney said in one of his interview or one of the interviews in spring training that they push each other, and there's a mutual respect there. So essentially at this point, as he said that Clint's going to be the starting left fielder, there, it's going to help Clint establish himself and figure th- some things out that he needs that a- assistance on. It's basically like a quarterback coming in, like a Brett Favre and Rogers situation, kind of learning from the guy above you passing the torch. And it's finally at that point where now Clint's the guy and Gardy's going to step in and be effective and helpful. And he's also going to push yep. Clint to the point where I think it's going to help him in the long run. But I, really do. I We tweeted that we don't like the Guardi situation. I completely disagree with that. I think bringing him I in for $4 million that. is objectively a brilliant move, and we have way bigger problems than Guardi maybe edging out Clint, especially now that Boone's saying that's not the case. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you, sure. you, you just said that him being like you know the the elder in the outfield and learning from you know having the opportunity for Clint Frazier learning from Brett Garner yada yada yada. Do you actually believe that's going to be the main benefit? Do you or do you think that's going to be more beneficial to the Yankee organization than having Brett Garner take more reps in left field than Clint Frazier and having Clint Frazier be a more productive and show 
who he can actually be. Do you think that having him just be a mentor is more important than him taking away time from Clint Frazier in left field? Well, I feel like that's a, it's layered differently because he's, I don't think he's going to take time away from Clint and that's what Boone's been saying. And if he does take that? time away from Clint, then that's Boone mismanaging. That's not, well, the, that's it's, it's inevitable that that's going to happen. Like we, we I don't saw see, I don't year. think it is. So I don't think it is. I think that what's going to happen is that Clint's going to get the reps. Guardy's going to fill in for people who are injured or need day off or a lefty bat off the bench or even a pinch runner. He still has, we don't have a lot of people that can run. He's close. So he, that's his value. You guys are all jump in. Sure. So I'm just saying, I agree. And Boone did say that he's not going to compete with him in left field. That's Clint's job. He announced it. He, I mean, you, one would think you can't retract that when you say things, but that's happened before in the past. Um, it, uh, this A lot of this falls on Boone. And I, like you said, if he does end up taking time away from Clint Frazier, that's mismanaging. And I, and I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities why I don't believe it. I don't believe it's more so I don't believe in Boone less of the fact that I don't I, I I really think that he I just didn't want there to be any reason for Clint to ever like just come out you know like look at other players on the team look at Aaron Judge like he was supposedly ready to come back and they didn't give him a chance to come back it's just an extra almost incentive to not play him because you have the added guy like Gardner you know what I mean so in a sense, with Clint, I, I just didn't want Clint. I wanted, like, the only t- only time Gardner plays in left to me is if Clint is hurt, if he wants time off or anything. Yes. I, I, and if that if that is how it ends up being, if Clint is out there when he's capable and when he wants to play, then that's fine. And if any, and if any part of Gardner's being on the team takes away from Clint's not ability to play, if he can play, I want him out there. And that's all I'm saying. If Gardner impedes on that whatsoever, one at bat, just because we have Gardner on the team, that I'm not okay with. If we have Gardner because he's a low risk investment, like you said, great presence around the team, and he takes away spots, starts with like, because Hicks needs time off, Judge needs time off, that's fine. I just don't want one of our crown jewels to not progress as a the potential superstar that they could be because of a, a a washed up player that is just putting the the cherry on top of their career that that's all i want to say i i personally so just, let me i i personally just don't trust aaron boone like for the situation particularly like i agree with you murph i agree with you Rel. like i i understand like i think we all want clint to shine we all want clint to play but i personally don't trust aaron boone to manage his team in a way where he is going to be that outfielder off the bench if there's an injury, if someone needs a time off. I, I think truly that he's going to play Brett Gardner over Clint Frazier in just random-ass situations where Clint's perfectly healthy and, and he's doing fine. And he's just he's crushing the ball and he's doing fine in the outfield. And, you know, he's going to do some random lefty-righty matchup one day just to just throw it in there. And that's what I'm not okay with. Go ahead, Murphy. Le- yeah, listen, I, I don't want this to be like misconstrued as I think Gardy should be the left fielder. I don't. I think Clint should be. I just think that we're being a little bit dramatic on the whole bringing Brett Gardner back thing. We're not bringing back Brett Gardner back, assuming that he's going to be the guy from the last couple of years. He's 37. He's not going to be the everyday left fielder. And they signed him for a $4 million contract. He could have made twice that at any other team that wanted him. If, but he wanted to come back to the Yankees. He's a Yankee. He's a true Yankee, 
and he's he the way Gardner is, he's not gonna it's not gonna be like a an ego thing where he's gonna try to edge out Clint Frazier. It's gonna make Clinton Frazier better. There was a quote that Boone said. He said, I feel like I do feel like they've in a way pushed each other a little bit. But I know that what that Clint is over the last couple of years really started to take the things that he's learned from Rep Gardner and apply them. In turn, I think Clint does a good job of needling Brett Gardner and pushing Guardy along. And they have a pretty cool banter back and forth, frankly, that I enjoy witnessing, which is that father-son type of thing that Clint needs and that benefits everybody in every single way, I feel like, in this situation. Perf coming out with quotes just to show us. Listen, I know it I'm was a longer saying, quote than I anticipated. It looks, I'm not it looks saying your quotes but. are wrong or anything like that, but like prime example and not bringing in any other players, like the judge being back, he's not ready, blah, blah, blah. Think about last year. The, I mean, think what you want. It was the shortened season, whatever. Like one week left to go in the season. Who did Aaron Boone say was their starting left fielder? He's won his spot. Clint Frazier, who started game one of the playoffs in left field, Brett Gardner. That's what I'm saying. That's why I've trusted. I don't. I put That's, zero, zero, zero faith into any words they say about who the starters are outside of the guarantees. Because I, I just don't trust it, especially in this situation. There's a blind loyalty to Brett Gardner, which is fair. He's earned it, but he hasn't earned it to the extent of winning a starting job over a guy who's clearly better at this point in his career. That's what I. The reason I, I couldn't put a finger on what my trust issues were, but you just refreshed my memory as to why I don't believe Boone. And listen, it's not a total distrust of Boone about everything. It's a little bit of that, and we'll get into that on Boone's roll call. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have a Boone roll call, but we could do a Boone. We could roll do call. a Boone roll call. I don't know if he deserves one. He, to be honest, just relax. But just <laughs> just take it easy for a second. It's I'm fine. This is a Clint pod. This is a happy pod. It's supposed to be. I'm the biggest Clint fan out there. I, don't I know get what's it. Going now on. shut your face. So I that that was what I was pointing to when I when I mentioned that and I I think that applies here. I don't think that anything that they said changes my hopes that that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't impede on Clint's playing time. If it does, I'm sad and I don't think him saying that he was a starter and then confirming, I don't think that makes this any less likely to happen. So let me ask. See, let me ask a question about what yeah. what we think this means because I think that um, we we saw a tweet tweet the other day. Brendan Cuddy. I don't know if it's apparently pronounced his last name. I could no be idea. Cutie. Cutie. Cuddy. Cuddy. There's no cool. accento over the U, so yeah, I'm not I think, really I think too Cuddy sure. Cuddy would be I like Kid Cuddy. Anyway, Aaron Boone says he expects Clint Frazier to still be the starting left fielder, but that Brett Garner would play a lot. Brett Garner still isn't officially with the Yankees. I think he is now. So Boone was saying Garner is the kind of player who would play a lot. Like just let, just let me get the rest that. of that quote in though. Sorry, because that quote I think was taken a little bit out of context. Go for it. So he did say that. Out he said Guardy's a guy that would play a lot. Certainly is a lot of our quote on unquote be a bench player or whatever, but Clint is going to be the regular for us this season. That's fine. So he if true. Took that after and still said Clint's the regular guy. But think about injuries, think about our outfield. People, you need people to plug in wherever else. And I would much rather see Gardner in the lineup when our starting outfielder, one of our starting outfielders needs an off day. 100%. Then Mike Talkman. I don't think anybody's disagreeing that we want, we don't want Brett in that situation. It's the, it's the fact that I don't want him in in any other situation. Like maybe a spot start here or there, but if he's going to come in for somebody who's hurt, fine. Whatever. Love the guy. He deserves it. Like, I can't stress that enough. I love Brett Garter. He is a great Yankee. 
And he deserves to be there, but he deserves to be there in a one specific role. And if they keep him in that role, then I'm all for it, especially for the money they're giving him. So I know you would, I know we didn't want to do much of a stat pod on this, but I do have some numbers that I want to express to people that don't quite know how amazing Clint is and was last year and the year before, just all that. I want to express to people why we're so excited about him and why we're so not quick to move on from Gardner, but why we're the excitement about Clint trumps the diminishing returns of Brett Gardner. So good word. Just looking at Brett Gardner, uh, not Brett Gardner, looking at Clint, excuse me, last season in 39 games, he had a 1.7 war. Now, that may not mean a lot to everybody listening because, like, what does that mean? It's, uh, it's relative, right? So looking at the war numbers, basically in a 162 season, these are, like, the the tiers for war. In 162, not 39, mind you. I'll get to the projection, projection of what he would have been in a full 162 and i'm not saying 39 going to 162 i did a pro rata of what how much of the percentage he played of the 60 games 39 of 60 i did a proportion back in the little high the the middle school days but i basically put it at what his war would have been at in a full 162 with time missed so basically in a 162 a scrub player is zero to one role player one to two starter solid starter is two to three Good player three to four, all star four to five, superstar five to six, and MVP six plus. That's like the Trouts of the world and stuff like that. So, in a full, based on his projections of, and I know I could see Murphy getting upset with my monologue here about the stats because he's not a stat guy, but I just want to express this to people and then I'll turn off my mic. So, 39 out of 60, that's on pace for 105 games, 0.3 out of 162. Not a full season. And again, that's not because of injury. That was because of lack of being named the starter, i.e. he was named the starter now. So one could assume those numbers are very much going to go up barring health, which wasn't the reason why he had 39 games last year. So the war, 1.7 war over 39 games, that equivalent to 105.3 games, like I said, is 4.59 war. Putting him as a borderline superstar in... 162 games and that's in 162 games so now if you even add a couple for that because the reason why he didn't play like 130 games out of the 162 was because he wasn't named the starter so if you bump him up a touch there he's in superstar status he's not an mvp status yet but and we're not we haven't even factored in him taking the next step and like what it means for a guy like clint because he's a mental case if you name him the starter, he'll run with that. You know what I mean? So, like, we haven't even factored that kind of thing in. And that's just why I'm so excited to, to see what this guy can actually do. Because you see it all the time. You see, like, him them talking about the bat speed, legendary bat speed, and everything like that. So, that's just a little bit as to why the numbers reflect what we're, what like, the hype about Clint Frazier. Yeah, I mean, like... End of monologue. Sorry, Murph. You want to really, oh, you're good. You want to know what's funny is that in his four years, he's played exactly 162 games. That kind of, is interesting. That's kind of crazy, right? Exactly 162? exactly 162 in four years. So what are his what are his homer numbers? Oh, I, I have his I have his career numbers. So he yeah. has 24 home runs, 258 batting average, and uh, 82 RBIs. You get that kind of production out of a guy who is probably going to hit what like seven. Sixth, seventh in the batting order, maybe like 
that's that's pretty awesome in my opinion. But and, and, that, and that's and that, without regular playing time. That's without yeah, and that's also in his time. early parts of the, his career. Exactly. Like yeah, that, that, that's, that's going back to 2017 too. He's yeah, 26 so. years old now. That's your fucking prime. Yeah. So let's let's point. talk here. Those numbers bump up, and I wanted to talk about something real quick that you just mentioned. You said seven eight. I could see him bumping up to the fucking early half of this order. I could too, but I think Murph I think says start, no. Murph says hell no. I think he why has is, not? Is, no, it's I'm saying why not? It's it has no no like detriment to him. But look who is at the top half yeah. of our order. He's not he's not going to be a one like the only way he I think he gets up that high is if he were to be a leadoff type guy, which, which he, he wouldn't. Isn't. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know maybe put him at six or seven. But I'm he's saying not, like five max. <laughs> Lowest, five lowest. I mean, yeah, with injury, sure. That like I have confidence with him hitting four, five, six, whatever. But if everybody's healthy, Stan, Judge, which uh, is not Boyd, the case, yeah. you know, DJ. I don't know where they're gonna put him. Ju- you know, everybody. So with no detriment to him, I don't see him like necessarily getting that high in the order. But that's fine if he can hit even two fifty with at the clip that he's doing and do the damage that he does. Then that's great. He's also he's, like, he's also proved that he can hit in the three four hole. Like he held that spot for a pretty consistent time period when everyone else was injured. He was the glue. He was, no, he was yeah, really in twenty nineteen when it was Absolutely. the next man up Yankees or whatever, he was, he was the, the MVP, MVP of that, of that team. team for like a month. Him and Voight, yeah. Talkman too. Yeah. Talkman, talk. That was when Talkman was sick. Yeah. I'm Ta- just gonna say this too: if you're getting that production, even if he sticks at seven or eight, if you get that production out of a seven or eight hitter. I'll take that any day. That'd be the best seven eight hitter in the entire league. Yeah. Listen, I, I think that when it, when it comes down to Clint Frazier, in, in my like broad opinion, he he's entering like like you said, Luke. Like he's entering his Did you call me Luke twenty. Yeah, it was really weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know because I figured like everyone's just like, no God. You introduced yourself as Luke, so I was like, that made me want to call you Luke, which is really weird. I haven't called. You I don't in, like, call myself Luke, but other people call me. Rella, I yeah. call myself Luke. That's what I meant to say. I call myself right, Luke. So that's like, my name. Anyway, anyway. Sorry, I'll while talk. we're talking about the batting order thing, yeah, go for I it. pulled up his stats like by where he's hitting in the order. He has at at least at one point hit every single spot. He surprisingly did really well as a leadoff hitter in four games. He I like looking at five hundred batting average as a leadoff hitter. Not that he's going to be a leadoff hitter, but no. fun fact: he hits the best statistically in the six hole. But yeah, his most played appearance. Stack guy has a good look hole. on you, Murph. Yeah, it looks. Good. This is a good color on you. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Li- I'm just starting to like figure out. Yeah, you the, just found out what baseball just, savant was you, last I, week. I figured I out say, what the you've second been a little baseball savant since you found that the last couple roll calls. No, I know. I figured out how to get to like the deeper stats on Baseball Reference, so that's where we're at right now. <laughs> it's dangerous. But uh, yeah, so he hit. Uh, I'm sorry, I lost it for a sec. But he, in 89 plate appearances, he's hitting 365 out of the six hole. Fun fact, which is phenomenal. How many? How many at bats was that? Sorry if I missed that. Eighty-nine, which is his. That's a good amount. Third most. That's, He's had the most in the seventh hole, and then the third or the second most in the uh, four hole. Yeah, hasn't fared as well in the four hole. So I have a few. Uh, I have a few over unders that the Zips projected. Uh, Zips. I don't know if you want to put too much weight into this, but it's just nice to see what they think that he's going to do. They're usually on the conservative side, but. They have him at 119 games played, which is, again, to go back to my point with War, that's much more. I had 105.3 based on, obviously, because that was based on uh, Boone's decision to start him or not start him. So they have at 119 games played, 21 home runs, and 70 RBIs. 
So my question to you guys is, based on those numbers, do you see him having over under 119 games played? Murph, start us off. I think over, and I pray it's over. Um, injuries aside, obviously. Like, if, if he's playing 119 games and, say, 20 of those are due to some weak injury or two-week injury, like, basically, if he's healthy the whole season, he's only playing 119 games, I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's healthy, he should be in the lineup, maybe miss a game every other week or something, throw Guardy in there, whatever. But he should be the left fielder, should be playing – over 119 games. Are we all over on that stat? Yeah. Are, are we all at least hoping over on that? Because I think hoping and hoping and actually thinking he's going to hit that are two different things. Because I think that's pretty much dead on the money. Because yeah, I still, I I, no matter what they say, I do not believe that Gardner's not going to take time away from him. I really don't believe it. I think that Clint might start opening day just as like a statement, like, ha ha, look, we told you you're the starting left fielder. But I, f- I think by game three or four, he'll be benched. And are it's going to end up doing that. Are you at all? I don't con- think so will. all of us sound like we're thinking that the under could, o- the only potential of the under hitting is because of managerial decisions. Are we at all concerned about the concussion or any prior injuries that he's had? He's had a couple. Like when he's he was over rounding second, he was rounding second, and he like twisted his ankle, wanted to stay on the field. Gritty player that he is, but like, are we at all concerned about health in that over under, or is it mainly the managerial stuff? I don't think any pre-existing injuries like are of concern, but you never really know. Yeah, I was gonna no, say I, I'm with you. I mean, he got over his concussion last year. I think was really he was fully healthy, ready to roll, and we saw it. He he produced at that the level that he can, and I think I think the concussions. Way gone. That's nothing to be concerned about. Um, I think a big thing about the concussion just kind of appraises defense real quick too. Now that his concussion's gone, he's not. He's turned into a Gold Glove defender, and defender. I, I think I think that's the main <laughs> factor. Like, like the, that. <laughs> the main. No, it's true. They, yeah, no, it's true. You're right, but you said he's not defender. confused. He's not as timid diving for balls. He's not timid going after shit. I mean, that's that I, was I a big thing. A, that's, That's a telltale worry, sign though. that he's fully healed yeah. from that concussion. He, didn't he look... went from being like a fucking little leaguer to a real fucking yeah. force in the outfield. He didn't look gun shy so, last year. Last year, he was willing to pull the trigger. Actually, the opposite happened before. Because before, he was a little too willing to pull the trigger, and he would dive and just like come up short on balls, and it would land in front of him and then roll be- behind him. That That one, I have a vivid memory in my mind of him getting up from diving and running after a ball that just got past him. And that was like all of 2019, basically like when he had the, which time the biggest, yeah, the biggest injury, the not injuries, the biggest worries. He, he was just in his own head. He's a very, he's a head case. So hopefully that works for him and not against him, but I think his confidence has an all time high and that plays into it. And he, he's, I mean, we want to talk about confidence he just finished. We haven't even talked about his Gold Glove potential. He just finished second in Gold Glove. Was it second or third? He was a finalist of one was, of three. They didn't name second, but he, he he was a finalist for a Gold Glove. And what if we if we were talking about that in his roll call last year as compared to this year, let's talk about that character arc because you come you come from a player that has borderline no trade value. Because people don't want another DH when they don't know if the DH is coming to the NL. And now you have a player who is, <laughs> I mean, we, we know about the bat, but now he's not only has the bat, 
but he has a complete, he's a complete player. He's not a slow guy either. He's like 66th in sprint speed. I, I looked up on Baseball Savant, Murphy's new favorite website. But what do you think about that, Murph? No, I was just going to say, like, to paraphrase from our roll call of him last year, we weren't talking about, like, him not being able to hit or anything. It was literally, we were saying that it is all dependent on his fielding. And if you could have taken that little tidbit of him being in the gold glove finalist and thrown that in last year and told us that in advance, then we would say, then what is the problem? Why isn't he playing every day? Because we know he can hit. So now that he can field, like, not only did he fix that problem, he is now, based on last year, it's an advantage of his game and not just a, d- a disadvantage because yeah. the problem was that we couldn't throw him in right field and be confident or left field. And that's why Gardner existed so much, which is also why I don't think Gardner is going to take time from him because now he can field. but yeah, either way, I think that like, you know, like you said, like he's becoming a complete player. I was mentioning before so he's, cool. he's entering his 26 year season, 26 of age. He's 26 this- years old in 169 days. Sure. And so today. <laughs> he like this is this year is a breakout year. This this is leading up everything to be a breakout year. And I don't want anybody or anything to get in his way to be able to reach that potential. I thought like, you were gonna say I, this was a big uh depends guy and I was gonna get upset with you because no, we say that about not, everybody, but is, not him. This is the year. This he cannot go another year of playing half a season and be getting shut down. Like he's entering the year of potentially a, an intro to a prime and he yeah. needs all the opportunity he can get to be it, go out there and show what he's got and solidify himself as a starting left fielder in the Yankees roster. What's up Murph? So I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about it right before we started recording and I kind of ranked or put a value on ages essentially. And basically if you're, you know, 20 to 24, 25, then you're a young guy and you have room for error, sort of, sort of. And then once you get to 26, then it's kind of the now or never. If you can't figure it out in your age, 26, 27 year, Clint's turning 27 in September, then you got to kind of reevaluate where you're at. And then once you get to 30, then you're kind of a vet. And then once you get to 35, you're an old guy. But that like 25 to 30 range if you can't figure it out by the time you're 27, you're not going to be able to figure it out. You're no longer the young guy that if he gets the chance, you know, now he's got to actually play. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's not even him figuring it out. Really. It's, it's him getting the opportunity to yeah. play consistently. I don't think, I don't think right. it was any fault of his own that he is delayed, so to speak on that, on that path you were talking about. He's 26, but I don't think he was given a chance until now. No, I, 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 think legitimately, I, I, agree with you. I agree with you, but now it's not. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, I legitimately believe that if he was given a chance at any time uh, since since his concussion was fully healed, if he was given a legitimate shot, he would have been a all-star in those one or two years, and he would have been one of the most productive players on this roster. And, I mean, he was when he was healthy and playing consistently, and he always has been. You're absolutely right. And what I mean by that is it's more assuming that he gets the chance because once you're – 26 27 and not figuring out you're no longer the prospect that has all the potential you're you've come into your potential by the time you're that age essentially was what i was getting at by the mm-hmm. 26 thing he's my left fielder do you think that he's the swaggiest player on the team no mm. no that was uh, a quick no no he has I, I would, to be. I would he pick has him 
I would pick him. No, hundred percent. There's yeah. the shoes alone. Did you see the shirt I, I he came he, in today? Look, he's got it. You, but you said a quick he, no. So who's he, your answer? Go three, he, two, he one. Kind of tried. Three or no, Chandler. What? Dude, that's uh, have you seen him walking around? He's he's got the jersey like one button done. I'm not going to say he hair. doesn't have swag, but I'm certainly Dude, not. His, he does. He he wins. There are other players. He wins just based on his cleat. You're game. talking about Clint. Yes, he wins based on yes. his cleat game. That's it. I'm saying he, tri- he tries he so hard to be. Raise your hand though. if Clint is the swaggiest player on the team. Well, okay, three, outnumbered. Four of us are, four of us are and it's hands. Chandler who's the one too. So take that with how you will. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> too. Like that, that is mean, crazy. There I are better like players, boy. dude. No, I'm just saying. Like Clint, dude. hear me out. Clint tries to be swaggy, and he is. He, tries. he pulls it off. He definitely tries. No, that's no, he just tries. him. He tries. He, he tries, tries so but that's hard. him. I'm though. talking like this sneaker room. I'm talking natural. You got him. You got Voight and Hicks. Hicks comes to mind immediately. Hicks, Think about that. Hicks, home run. I would have accepted Hicks. No. I would have no. also accepted Glaber. I think Voight over Hicks. Dude, but you can't still, be a swaggy, Neither of them compared to Clint. You can't be a swaggy, What do you mean, Hicks? Hicks makes a walk look like he just hit a home run in game seven. Like a walk That's in the like, middle of June. No, that yeah. dude's got some swag. So Listen, Hicks, he, Hicks, just, Hicks actually has the... Uh, so here, here's the difference. Here's the difference. So you mentioned that, that Clint tries. Hicks is different that he doesn't try very hard, but he actually just like... He has the drip. He has like his mannerisms are swag, like how he pimps walks and how he pimps home runs and how he does all. He's just naturally swaggy, whereas Clint may not be as naturally swaggy, but I think it makes up for it in the the shoe rooms and and, and the the cool shirts that he comes in that I want to buy and everybody is responding to our tweets with the the Teespring to buy the shirt for nineteen ninety nine. Like it's first that, of all, that's where we differ here. First of all, we should uh, throw a tweet out there. Buy those shirts. The people vote. Second of all, my hierarchy on this particular topic is Clint, Glaber, and then we are all. I'm glad you said Glaber. Aaron Judge also has a lot of swag too. Yeah, and then Void could be fourth. Swag, but I feel though. like I, uh, top three is. I, I actually didn't have Void in my top five. To Here's be honest, difference. Here's the difference, dude. Void's just got the natural, the one button on. The I, jersey, I get you with the like, Void thing, but I don't get not it. that. Not here's, to the extent. Here's the I think it's just Gla- cool. Man. I think Glaber's up there. To be honest, I think Glaber's too. I just like look at Glaber like Glaber's got I, that trip. He, to me, he's still just like a child. Like every time I see him, he just looks like a happy kid. The out fuck there. does that mean? I got. I'm a child. I'm the same age as Glaber. Do I not have? Yeah, you don't. No, you don't I mean, no. Swag. Look at your fair, shirt. Yeah, right you don't now. have any. Chandler, yeah, watch yourself. <laughs> watch yourself. You're on thin ice right now, Chandler. Here's the difference. Uh, like Aaron Hicks, he's got the juice. No, he's he, he got the sauce. Don't do this. He's got the sauce. Don't do this thing. Everybody, Clint, Clint Frazier so has the juice. Juice. Uh, the juice never. The juice expires. The sauce never goes bad. Shut up. It's true. All right. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, I, I actually had one more point on Clint. Before we close this out, this is I've said it already before. This is my favorite player, but I, I, I said this to Murph before. So channel your brain, Murph, but come on back. I think he is the only player on the Yankees that can hit for the cycle. And before you guys say anything to that, one pregame show, shout out the pregame shows that we're gonna be doing. Shameless plug. Um one pregame show, I said to Murphy, it was me and him, and I said, is Clint going to hit for the cycle today? And Murph goes, fuck you. No, he's not going to hit for the cycle. He was a triple short of the cycle that day. 
and he had it in like the fifth inning. So I stand by that. I wasn't right that time. He was close. Uh, I do think he was pulled. I think he had a chance to get it, but there's no way they pulled him if he was a triple shot. I actually think, I think he might I be think right. Boone I think I remember manager. him getting pulled. I think is the Boone, Boone is the one manager who would pull him. But yeah, I, all defensive reasons probably. Yeah, well, in that at that time, yeah. Um, but I do think that he is the only player on the Yankees, or at least the top player that I could see hitting for the cycle. And I would like to hear you guys combat that Aaron, or agree with me. Aaron Judge. No. That's the only no, reason. because Aaron I don't. Th- I don't think that it, this is. That's I, I wanted you to say that because I. That is very much dependent on the third base coach sending him, and I think they wouldn't push him to do that because they would hurt him. I also don't think he's going to get. That's it. why I agree. I, I think I think Judge can. I don't think they will send him. That's Hicks, why I said DJ that. Hicks comes to mind. DJ is also there. DJ is DJ slow. DJ slow. Uh, he's slow out of the box, which is something. He's that, a grinder, man. I don't care. DJ if slow. If he gets one in the corner, he's gonna fucking hustle. See, it out I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about good bounces though. I'm saying like Clint can just do it. You need good bounces to for, for this. I know, but I think Clint has the tools to do it. He's toolsy. I think Hicks. That's the only other one that I think could do it all natural, as you would, uh, as you desperately want there. With no, I think Hicks the, is the only other person that comes to mind there that could act, that actually I could see doing it. Uh, the only actually the third person who may not actually get the chance to do it is Gardner because I don't think he's gonna start very often enough to have the chance because like he'll start some games, but he's not gonna start enough games to get a cycle one of them. Like that, like you gotta start every day and have it. It happens so rarely, you know what I mean? So I think Clint, I think Clint goes for the cycle today. This today, all right. <laughs> this so year. Here, here's this only. Sorry, five people on the Yankees hit a triple. I, I believe, yeah, last year. Did Clint get one? DJ DJ hit two. Hicks hit two. Clint, Andahar, and Guardi all hit one. I fucking love Andahar. I didn't even think about that. Was that was last year. You said, yeah. I mean, yeah, short and short season. Still, so yeah. I, I think Clint gets it. I think Clint gets this. That's my bold prediction. I feel like that's who we're looking at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is it from me. Uh, yeah, Clint Frazier. I, I'm I'm most excited about Clint Frazier this year. I think he's my Me most. Too. My bold prediction for Frazier, I think he's going to hit over 40 home runs this year. My that, bold prediction for Frazier. That's really bold. I like my it. bold prediction for Frazier is that if he had the hair that he had when he was in the Indians organization, he would hit 400. That's true. How would we ever know, though? That's a fact. Why stop at four? That's a fact. Why stop at four? All right, that is it from me. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. She would get down somebody I know. I guess that's just how it goes when you break up in a small town. I see our friends and they put on a show like they don't want me to know. So they give me the go around. There's only so many streets, so many lights. Where it's like I can't even leave my house. Should've known. For a while, I guess they were keeping it low-key But now it's like these county lines Closing in on me I see them everywhere together And it's hitting a little too close to home She's so far gone But she didn't go far She was over me before the grass grew back Where she used to park her car She's leaving those same marks In someone else's yard Someone else's arms Right down the road 
get down to somebody I know I guess that's just how it goes When you break up in a small town I see our friends And they put on a show Like they don't want me to know So they give me the go around But there's only so many streets So many lights Where it's like I Your mailbox is seven minutes from mine And I drive into town sometimes And I see you sitting there with him And I wanna jump out, I wanna fight I wanna say that guy But I can't, it's my fault And I let her go, I never thought Somebody I know, I guess that's just how it goes When you break up in a small town I see our friends and they put on a show Like they don't want me to know So they give me the go around But there's only so many streets and so many lights I swear it's like I can't even leave my house Should've known all along You gotta move and move on When you break up in a small town Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.